Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 233 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us your might and strength as we read your word. Help us see your glory and magnificence today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter 11. Jesus teaches his disciples the Lord's Prayer, not because he pushed it on them, but because one of his disciples asked him to teach them how to pray. Always a gentleman. The Lord will not go where he is not asked to go. He will not push the door open to our hearts. Let's ask him for what we need. In fact, next, Jesus tells the story of the man who asked for some bread from a friend. Verse 8 says, I tell you, although he will not get up and supply him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his shameless persistence and insistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Then Jesus tells his disciples to ask and keep on asking and it shall be given you. Seek and keep on seeking and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door shall be opened to you. Let's have some shameless persistence in our prayer life too, my friend. Let's keep on seeking and asking because then Jesus told them, for everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. Don't give up on your prayers. God sees you. He sees your needs and he sees your heart. He will answer you in his timing. There are two short verses that need some discussion today. In verse 27, a woman shouted out to Jesus, Blessed, happy, and to be envied is the woman who bore you and the breasts that you sucked. She knew he was the Messiah, and she knew that his mother was truly blessed to give birth to him and raise a king. The Messiah himself said, Blessed, happy, and to be envied rather are those who hear the word of God and obey and practice it. His heart is for the people, which includes you and me. While the woman saw the blessedness of Mary, his mother, Jesus sees the blessedness of those who hear the word of God and obey and practice it. Back in those days, people were informed through stories and hearing, but today we have the word of God in writing. We are fortunate and blessed to read his word. May God grant us the strength to obey and practice what we read. Jesus had dinner with a Pharisee who asked Jesus why he didn't wash according to their customs before sitting down to dinner. He told them that they washed and were still unclean. He said, dedicate your inner self and give us donations to the poor of those things which are within of inward righteousness and behold, everything is purified and clean for you. May our hearts be clean and may we give to others for the benefit of those God calls us to serve. Then comes the woes. There certainly were a lot of woes spewed out to the Pharisees in this chapter. Let's check our hearts and make sure we are aligned with God and not the world. The woe that is underlined in my Bible is the woe to the lawyers. He said, for you load men up with oppressive burdens hard to bear, and you do not personally, even gently, touch the burdens with one of your fingers. They gave instructions and read the law, but they didn't help people work through any of it. The people lived with the oppressive burdens and condemnation instead of love and grace. Let our hearts be ones that are generous and uplifting to another instead of loading them up with burdens too difficult to bear. We may think we are doing well in this area until we look at how we treat those we love the most, our families. Do we hold them to a higher standard than others in our lives? Have we not forgiven them for something and continue to hold it against them? 
It is one thing to treat those we know with a certain amount of respect, but do we give that same respect to our own families? Something to think about. I know I could do better here. Let's see what Paul is teaching in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Interestingly, he is also teaching about forgiveness. First, he tells them that he previously wrote to them to rebuke them for the sin of their congregation, the sin of incest. He wanted to ensure the people would hold person accountable. For that reason, he did not go to see them, as we talked about at the start of this letter. Now, however, he wants to be sure the people forgive this sinner. Verse 7 says, So instead of further rebuke now, you should rather turn and graciously forgive and comfort and encourage him to keep him from being overwhelmed by excessive sorrow and despair. We can turn our disdain against someone for so long that they become sorrowful for too long, which causes despair. May our hearts be soft and we offer forgiveness to those who need it. This doesn't mean we have to continue in that relationship or condone further bad behavior, but it does mean that we need to stop holding something against someone for so long that they turn to despair. God is the one who changes hearts. He will change our loved ones if we allow him to do his work and we do ours. Our work is to forgive. It's better for the other person and it's certainly better for us. God is our avenger. Let's see what's happening in Job chapter 37. Elihu continues on with his explanation of who God is, and it is glorious. However, he still holds offenses against Job. He asks Job if he really knows how magnificent the Lord is. He asks him if he can stand toe-to-toe with God and spread out the sky. In the final verse, he said, Men, therefore reverently fear him. He regards and respects not any who are wise in heart, in their own understanding and conceit. And this ends the discourse between these men. In our next chapter, we read what God has to say. In chapter 38, we read the words of God to Job. Most verses are questions for Job. If we ever feel like we need to better understand the Lord, this chapter is one we should go to often. He laid the foundation of the earth, determined the measure of it, made the morning stars sing together, shut up the sea, made clouds to cover the ocean, set the boundaries of the ocean, commands the mornings and calls the dawn to come alive. And he does so much more. In verse 31, the Lord asks Job, can you bind the chains of the cluster of stars called Pleiades or loose the cords of the constellation Orion? Our God is the almighty God who has created all things. There is nothing he hasn't made. Everything we see comes from his hands or his words. May we praise him for all he is and all he does. He is truly magnificent. We are the work of his hands. Let us glorify him with our words and our service to him. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 52. This psalm was written by David before he was king and was being pursued by Saul. He had just asked Ahimelech for the showbread for his men, and they were given the bread. Then they went to Gath, and David was recognized by someone there. Doeg went to tell Saul about Ahimelech and where David was hiding out. David pretended to be a madman, so the king of Gath didn't pursue him on behalf of Saul. This is when David wrote the psalm. He writes about the people who went against God. They love evil more than good. He writes that God will eventually destroy them. And then he writes how God is beside him. In verses 8 and 9, he says, But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in and confidently rely on the loving kindness and the mercy of God forever and ever. I will thank you and confide in you forever because you have done it, delivered me and kept me safe. I will wait on hoping and expect in your name, for it is good. David is saved by God in more than one way. His allegiance is to the Lord always. 
May we also know the Lord is our defender and he is watching over us every single minute of every single day. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for being the almighty God that you are. We praise you, Lord. We praise your holy name. Fill us with your strength, Lord, so we can do your work. Increase our faith and trust in you. Hold us close as we go through the difficulties in our lives and help us walk through them with your peace and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.